Hello, welcome to today's episode of Juice in the Numbers. I am your host, Joshua Tracy. And I am Corwin Heller. And uh, today we're going to be updating our 2019 MLB season predictions. We did this around the beginning of the year, right around when the season started in uh, late March, early I was, April. I think it was like just after the season started. Yeah, I want to say this came out like, like yeah, let's do like again. Yeah. Um. So we're just gonna we're just gonna take a look, you know, look back where from the past. Started. Yeah, where everything began. And see where we're at, see how we've been doing so far, and how we would update those predictions going forward for the rest of the season. So, uh, Corwin, shall we start with you? Yeah, so do you want to just break this up and do like the awards first, and then go into the bold predictions type deal? Yeah, sure, that's what we did last time, All I right. think. So just a little rundown of what we had originally. Uh, for MVP in the NL, I had Mike Trout. In the NL, I had Aaron Nola. For Cy Young, I had Trevor Bauer in the AL, and the NL, obviously, Aaron Nola would be winning this. Rookie of the Year, I had Vlad Guerrero Jr., and the NL, I had Fernando Tatis Jr. Comeback Player of the Year, AL, I had Byron Buxton, and the NL, I had Josh Donaldson. And Manager of the Year, and the NL, I had Andy Green of the Padres. Uh, And then, of course, World Series Champion, I had the... New York Yankees, as much as I hated to say that in front of Josh. And as much as I loved hearing it. So now uh, we'll do the updated ones. I just want to make a point of saying that this is still an end-of-season prediction, not who I would pick to win it currently. Uh, I just think it's a little more fun to see if we could uh, update the predictions itself. And just because I feel like if we were just picking who it would who would win right now, we'd essentially just have the same picks because it's you know there's not much debate when we're picking it. Yeah. Mid-season. Of course. So this is who I think is going to win this at the end of the year. MVP in the AL, I still have Mike Trout. I mean, it's just so hard to argue. It's, it's such fish a... Man. Yeah. The fish man is the best player in baseball, and it's not even close. The NL, instead of Aaron Nola, who has made a little bit of a comeback after a shaky start to the season, I have Cody Bellinger. I have him edging out uh, Christian Yelich just because I think that it's probably going to end up being Bellinger. Uh, because I don't think Yelich, in order for Yelich to win it back-to-back years, I think he'd really have to be a full step ahead of Bellinger, and I just don't think he's going to be able to do that. I think it's going to be close with Bellinger being a little bit ahead, and I think that's going to give uh, Bellinger the nod at the end of the year. It's going to be a fun fucking I race fucking in September, though. Wait. I'm honestly surprised it's still this close. It's been so close since the start of the year. Because it uh, hasn't at all split between the two. No, and there be, there were points in the season where like you thought it was going to because like right. Bellinger came out of the gate, but like then so did um, Yelly, yeah. and then like you know Bellinger was like spatting 400 after a month, and everyone was like, could he get it based on just that? While Christian yeah. Yelich was mashing home, Christian Yelich right now has, I think, only two fewer home runs than he did all of last season. Yeah, it's fucking, fucking nuts. wild. Yeah. Um, what a race. I'm pretty sure Bellinger has more than he's hit all of last season as well. Um, yeah, I mean, they both had their peaks and valleys, but it's been so close between the two that it's it's just been wild. Um, for Cy Young in the AL, I have Justin Verlander. I know that guys like Mike, Mike Miner and Charlie Morton... There have been a lot of good players in the AL, but I think Justin Verlander's consistency is going to help him hold through and uh, win this through the end of the season. Um, I know that's not really an exciting pick because Justin Verlander is a name we all know and have known forever, 
Um, but I think he's been so good for so long, he's going to be able to maintain this high level. In the NL, I have Max Scherzer just because he's been fucking killing it this year. Of Picked course. up exactly where he left off last year. Best pitcher in baseball in my mind. Just truly unstoppable. Rookie of the year in the AL, I still have Vlad Guerrero Jr. I think he's had his time to really acclimate a little bit. He didn't come out of the gates busting like we all assumed he was going to. But I still think he has shown his talent, especially with the home run derby and his ability to just fucking mash dingers like Big Al wants us to. Um, Man, that's a name I haven't heard in a while, Big Al. Uh, (laughs) Fuck. But I think Guerrero is going to be able to pull it out the second half of the year. I'm still going to hold hold strong with that pick, uh, especially since no one in the AL really has really pushed themselves forward, kind of like the NL. Uh, actually, opposite of the NL. NL has every Rookie of the Year candidate. The NL has AL ha- pretty much has no one. Um, um like Guerrero's the, the Rays there. Uh, Brandon Lowe, Lau. I forget which. There's two of them. Yeah, and they're pronounced. They look the same when they're pronounced differently. Yeah. Um, yeah fuck. Who know. else? Yeah. Is there anyone really else who's like a rookie that's just crushing it this year in the AL? Michael Chavez, if he keeps doing, yeah. I don't know how he's doing recently though. I, I remember mean, he's when he cooled was, off. He was. Well, he was so hot. Supernova I mean. when he first came out. Yeah. Um, but he's cooled off. I, it's not. Yeah, there's not much going on in the AL, as much as it sucks to say. Um, for the NL, excuse me, I have Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, I know a lot of people would want to see Pete Alonso there just because he just won the home run derby. He's an all-star. He's been light out this year. But Fernando Tatis has been genuinely outplaying him pretty much everywhere but power uh he's absolutely the better defender he's one of honestly the best shortstops in baseball right now absolutely would have been in the running for all-star starter if he wasn't hurt for about a month uh i think he's just gonna really take laps around the competition the second half of the year he's been fucking fun to watch i love him so much the hustle on that kid's fucking crazy he's wild it's amazing just watching him play baseball because he's just so naturally exciting to watch um and then we have comeback player of the year al gary sanchez he's been so good this year it fuck you josh (laughs) fuck the yankees i hate this uh and the nl i have you know this one was tough because there's really no wild candidates for this but i have hinjin rue uh he was out for a lot of injuries last year. He still played like half the season just about, but he tore his groin in 2018. And you know what? He's been so fucking good that why not? Why not? Why not? Uh, manager of the year to close this thing out. Uh, in the AL, I actually have Terry Francona of the Cleveland Indians. Um, with the way this started out uh, this season, the Indians looked like they were seriously in trouble. And they've been just so good lately. I think by the time it comes around for voting, I think he's going to just kind of take a little leapfrog over Rocco Baldelli of the Twins uh, to take the manager of the year position. I know Rocco Baldelli is the front runner right now just because of how good the Twins have been and how they've come out of nowhere. I'd say Aaron Boone's the the front runner right now because of how injured the Yankees were for like two entire months. This is definitely a very close race. Um, I might be a little biased as an Indians fan, but I'm going to give it to Terry. T- I think Tito's going to win it. 
Uh, in the NL, I still have Andy Green of the Padres, but I yeah, I think that's fair. I voted that at the All Star break when the Padres were still. I'll say I still say it's fair. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, who else is there in the NL that uh, is really showing out this year? Um, oh, fuck, what was the name of what's the name of the manager of the Dodgers that I'm completely blanking on? Darryl, David, Dave Roberts. Dave, yeah, Dave Robertson. Robertson. Uh, yeah, I think Robertson. it is Robertson. Um, I think he he and Andy Green are kind of the two guys in the uh, in this race, and I still have the Yankees as the World Series champions because <laughs> fucking you can't yeah. avoid them. Those bullshit assholes. The world revolves around the Bronx. Were you able to bring yours up yet? I did. I pulled them up from the uh, show notes uh, page nice. on our on our nice. website on our on our vaulted website. Um, which everyone should visit at some point in their lives. It's a real, <laughs> it's a real uh, hot spot on the internet these days. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, I can never. I can, my problem is I can never keep track of like which files I have on my work laptop and which files I have on my personal laptop. So it's the website. It's an easy place to get all your information. Do <laughs> um, so you want to go through your picks for the uh, end of year awards? Yes. So at the outset of the season, I had the AL MVP being Matt Chapman. That does not look like it will be the case. Not that he's having a bad year, um, but he hasn't had a standout year. It's very much so going to be Mike Trout. Um, if I had to pick like a different person altogether of who else has been really crushing it in the AL this year, um, I don't know. Judge missed too much time, unfortunately. Betts hasn't been nearly what he's used to being, or at least nearly what he was last season. I'm not sure who else has really been a standout. Um What's I his mean, face in the Indians has had a terrible season. Jose Ramirez. Yeah, Ramirez. Um, yeah, I don't really know who else would be. Who else would you say is even in contention for that award this season from the AL? AL MVP? Yeah. Um, let's actually scroll down. Let me see if I have. I know a lot of like, you know, like Stan Yankee fans would say DJ LeMayu. Yeah. And I love DJ LeMayu, but I don't think he's AL MVP. Yeah, I mean, the only person... He's a utility... I know he's he's a gold glove infielder, but he's being used right. as a utility infielder for us and hits more singles um, than... He hits for more contact than power, and that's just not usually your MVP candidate, especially with Trout having the all-around game he has. So I wouldn't I wouldn't say LeMay who's in that conversation at this point. Yeah, I just... I don't think anyone's close to Trout. Like, I don't that's think... Like, no one's ever like close any, to Trout. Ugh, excuse me. I don't think if we... If we said anyone was close to Trout, it would be unfair to how good Trout has been this year. Yeah, no, he's been, he's been on another level even for him. So yeah, I'll, I'll, it's it's going to be Trout. I, I picked for NL MVP Paul Goldschmidt. That's obviously not the case. Yeah, he is not having. He started off the season very very well. Oh yeah, uh, I felt very good about that pick early on, and uh, unfortunately, he's. Uh, what do you what do you think his OPS plus is right now? Uh, eighty nine. Ooh, you think it's that low? Yeah, I think it's low. I'll go with like 105. I'll give him like just above average here. Pulling it up now, waiting for my old ass laptop to load. 104. Wow. Ooh. Way to go, Josh Tracy. Yeah, look at me. Wow, he Man. looks weird. I really love how much the Cardinals invested in him this year and how much that's not working out for them because fuck the Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm not going to argue with you. Fuck the Cardinals. Fuck Joe Madden. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be one of one of Bellinger or or um, Yelich at, at this point. It, it'd be yeah. just so tough to say anybody else. 
Um, and it's to the point where it's not even really worth me thinking about a third person like I was going to. Uh, I had picked for the ALC James Paxton. Paxton has spent some time on the IL this season for um, yet again another injury he's never had before. And um, when he's been on the field, he's been very hit or miss. He has allowed a million first uh, inning um, runs. And then from the second inning on, he's usually been good. But the problem is those first inning runs still count. So (laughs) you can't just take him away. I think his ERA is somewhere right around four, maybe a little bit below, a little bit above. Nothing pretty. If I had to pick AL Cy Young, Verlander is obviously there. Cole is obviously there. Um, Sale wouldn't be. I'm trying to think. There's anyone from the Rays that would be. I feel like given a full season, he'd be able to catch back up. But he's not back up there yet. I I think that his 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 first half is just so dark that even if he was to have like the most lockdown second half in in history, is just it might just be too much to count. That's fair. Um, in his favor. So, I'm not really sure who else would be much in that discussion. Um, there was a point in time where like Jake Odorizzi was fucking going at it as was um that other twins pitcher whose name i can't think of jake odorizzi mike no uh lance lynn no that's the rangers oh i forgot he moved yeah lynn and minor have also yeah. been very good um, but just no one's been on the same level as um oh jose barrios jose barrios yeah yeah, yeah. um jose cheerios <laughs> yeah <laughs> johnny cheerios i forgot lance lynn got moved yeah, he's probably going to get moved again because Texas is nothing to... Well, no, they've actually been floating around a wild card spot. But, yeah, I, I, I'd i probably say we're looking at another Houston race for those two. I mean, I can't even argue like it'd be less anything other than fun to see Verlander take it because I just fucking love Justin Verlander. Uh, oh, for sure. Even though I hate playing Justin Verlander. So, there's that. For my NL pick, I picked, um, for Cy Young, I picked Jamison Tyone of the Pirates. And what do you think his uh, ERA is right now, Corwin? Uh, fucking, I don't know. He's been hurt for so long, I couldn't even tell you. Yeah, that's the other thing he does. Probably like over four. Um, yeah, 4.1. Yeah. So it's it's been... Uh, for a series of reasons, a relatively disappointing season for Tyone, who's only pitched oh thirty seven innings. Yeah, exactly. Like he played yeah, he, like what seven four games. Or five games. Wow, really seven games. Yeah, I'm willing and to he only went that far. Actually, there's a complete game in there too. What? Yeah, he has a complete game Can this season. Go to his game log. Yeah, what does his innings look like. I'm now fascinated by this. Thirty seven innings in seven games and a complete game. So those six games, he must have gotten roughed the fuck up. Yeah, in. I got it up now. I mean, it's been so, so his, long, I don't even remember. His first start of the season, he pitched six innings, gave up four earned runs. Second start, he pitched seven innings, gave up one earned run. Third start, um, only two innings and zero earned runs. Oh, six runs, zero earned. What a fucking stat Whoa. line. Uh, yeah, against Chicago... On um, April 8th, I might have to pull this up at a different date because that's fascinating. How many pitches? 58 pitches, four hits, six runs, zero earned, two walks, four strikeouts, one hit by pitch. That's a bizarre stat line. Um, Then in the start after that, six innings and three earned runs. In the start after that, five innings. um, Where am I looking? One earned run. And the start after that, five innings, five earned runs. And the start after that, 
6.1 innings and 300 runs. Then where is this complete game coming from? I definitely fucking saw one. Yeah, 2019, a complete game. And yet it didn't come up in his game log. That's really weird, right? Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. I'm so confused. Gosh, how are you fucking this up, man? No, 2019, age 27 season, Pittsburgh National League, two wins, three losses, 410 ERA, seven games, seven games started, zero games finished, one complete game. Like, it's right fucking there. Like, I see it. And in his game log, his most innings pitched was seven. Oh, you think that seven-inning game was a rainout? In the last two innings? That could have been. So it would count as a seven inning? Yeah. Oh, now, I've, now I have to pull it up. Jesus Christ. This, oh, I love rabbit holes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it went to ten innings. What the fuck, Josh? What are you doing to me right now? I don't understand. I don't understand. How, one, of the, one of these games has to have been a rain out. One of them has to have been. Like I, that's the only way this makes any sense. Maybe it's, I'm I'm pulling all these games up now. I, I I can't not know. I have to know. It wasn't it wasn't the game against the Reds that they lost. It wasn't the game against the Nationals. It wasn't the game against the Pirates. How did he do it? How does he have a complete game, but hasn't pitched a nine inning game? Found it. I found it. Okay, it was a five inning game against the San Francisco Giants. On Saturday, April 20th. Okay. Oh, my God. This is driving me fucking nuts. <laughs> I don't understand how this has taken this long to figure out. Because I'm who not taking that as a shot at you, but, yeah, like, yeah. why is this such information, like... Well, would you ever I, think of a five-inning game as being a complete game? No, of course not. I almost wouldn't even count it why in the records. Com- like, why would you count it as a complete game? I would count it more as, like, an un... I guess it technically is a complete game since the game is only five innings but it feels more like a so an is, unfinished game so for you know? a rain out how many innings does it have to be for it to be considered a full game four and a half four you and a half you play four okay. and a half innings so yeah i guess technically it's a complete game the worst way well i guess right. the best for, for jameson tyone but the worst for everyone else wow that drove me fucking nuts <laughs> i thought i was going crazy there okay all right so we can finally move <laughs> we can finally move on from this um, if I was to pick, who did you pick for your NL Cy Young? NL Cy Young was Aaron Nola. It was Aaron Nola. Is that what was that um maintained or did you uh, did you update it? Uh, I updated it to Max Scherzer. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, Scherzer's probably a pretty good pick. Um, probably would have go... been the better pick to start the season because that's who I had there, and then I changed it to Aaron Nola. Yeah, well, why not? Nola had a well, great season last yeah. year. I'll go with a Hunjin Ru. Um. Okay. In part because he's having a phenomenal season, and in other part because I desperately want him to be the first Korean-born pitcher to win the Cy Young. Just because I want to see the first Korean-born pitcher win the Cy Young on such a dominant fucking season. Like, yeah, his season's oh, yeah, awesome. Sure. Uh, it, it really cannot be understated how much Korean people love baseball. It's to the same extent as the Japanese do, which I think people have a better context for, given the larger quantity of Japanese-born players we've had in um, the MLB. But, I mean, like, the, the, the Korean people, especially as of late, since there's been so many more additions to the league, big baseball fucking people. So it would be really cool to see 
Um, uh, a team that has such a rich pitching history and a rich um, Asian ball player history take it take that home. So I that that's going to be my updated pick. <laughs> um, AL Rookie of the Year. I wrote down unheard of Angels prospect, and that's not coming true. Um, Do the Angels? I mean, they had Griffin that one Canning? outfielder. Um, I for I forget. But they had an outfielder that was getting a lot of buzz that might might Joe have gotten Adele. a call up. I I, really, I genuinely don't remember. It, it was Joe Adele. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Um, at at this point though, you He's you said it earlier. Yeah. No, and you said it earlier. There's really not too much to be impressed with in the AL Rookie of the Year conversation. I mean, if their pitching prospect Griffin Canning comes out, like continues to be a very excellent pitcher, and everyone else in the AL kind of just sucks, it's still possible. Not plausible, but possible. No. Yeah, I, I think this is probably going to be Vlad's award to lose. Um, just because just for one thing, name value. <laughs> yeah, name value. He hasn't been playing poorly, no. and there's just no real competition there this year. Yeah, there really is. Last I year mean, felt yeah. deep as fuck. This year is kind of, kind of eh in that in that race. But you know, is what it is. Up and up and downs. Um, for National League Rookie of the Year, I wrote unheard of. Or sorry, random Atlanta prospect. Which honestly, there's still a shot of that. Max Freed, um, Fried yeah. having a good season. Um, possible for sure. Sabatka. Uh, Soroka. Soroka. Mike Soroka. Mike Soroka is he? He's a rookie, right? He is a rookie. Yes. Yeah. There's that guy. Who's that? Freed, I don't think is a rookie though. Huh? Freed, I don't think is a rookie. Wasn't he? Um, I don't know. It's Soroka is like the front runner there. Is you know he is one of the top, like guys for NL Rookie of the Year. Um, who else do they have? Um, Tuki Toussaint. Yeah, but he's not a maybe. rookie. Not I think right he pi- I think he pitched too much last season. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, they have a bunch of rookies. Bryce, Wilson Bryce, Bryce Wilson. I think it's Bryce Wilson. Um, yeah, I don't know. They have so many rookie pitchers that it's, you know. Yeah, well, they, they, they've had such a deep farm system for, like, seemingly the last half a decade. So, uh, that's why I thought there was a good shot. And that that's so far the first of my predictions it seems like it might still have a chance. Although, I guess we can get a little bit deeper into them um, coming up next. What's my next prediction? So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold firm on that, that it's random Atlanta prospect taking home that, that award at the end of the season. It easily could be, uh, what's the third baseman's name? Josh Donaldson. No. <laughs> Austin Riley is who I was referring to. Oh, yeah. Um, he's listed as being a left fielder, um, which I thought was Acuna Jr., who is apparently the center fielder. But, yeah. Yeah, he's there, too. Um, fuck, they have so many goddamn players. It doesn't matter. Right? Anyway. Um, AL Comeback Player of the Year, I wrote Chris Davis. <laughs> Yikes. Not happening. <laughs> you got a hit, though. Honestly, there there was like a two week stretch there where he was batting like almost three hundred, like just yeah. in those two weeks, not overall. And I was like, maybe there's a chance it's going to be Gary Sanchez. It, yeah, no, it is. And I'll come back player of the year. I still feel pretty good about. I had Corey Seager. Um, he okay. was hurt again for a few weeks, a few almost a month. Um, but he's been back and he's been playing, and I feel like honestly that's enough. I don't think okay. he even needs to play that much. I genuinely think he could take it just by being around. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, AL Manager of the Year, I wrote Aaron Boone. I stand by that. Yeah. As oh, I said previously, sure. I feel good about that one still. Um, 
NL Manager of the Year, I wrote Bruce Bochy, which eh. I actually don't think is ruled out yet. I wouldn't. I don't feel great about it. Right. But it's I not ideal. No, I think if the Giants finish anywhere, like within ten games of five hundred, I think that they that he might have a shot. That's a stretch, isn't? That's a stretch and a half. Yeah. But I am not willing to count it out yet. Although, if you made me give a percentage on it happening, I'd say like five. Yeah, I'd agree with that. That's just, I don't know. I feel like there's, the Giants are just so bad. They they are. They are, but you know, Bruce Bochy, big head. Yeah, I mean, big this head is Bochy. His last year to win win it again. Uh, for the World Series winners, I picked the Astros, which is still just as likely as is the Yankees. Right. So feeling a okay about a that one, up right there. Yeah. All right, you want to give me your uh, yeah your actual predictions? Yeah, let's do it. So, my first prediction was the Phillies score more runs than the Yankees over the course of the season while on their way to winning. 95 plus games i actually have the number of runs scored each team has up right now i do too new york ah. yankee has scored 503 as of the all-star break meanwhile philly has scored 442 so not that close no nope. um i don't think they're on pace to win 95 games anymore uh so yeah i'm gonna toss this one up as a uh, as a miss for me so far uh, and i don't think they're gonna catch up Especially with the Yankees playing the way they have been. Uh, fuck you. Number two, Vlad Guerrero Jr. becomes a top five position player after early May call-up. Uh, I actually don't remember. Could you look up the actual date he got called up? Yeah, sure. Um, because I don't think it was quite early May. I think it was uh, a little bit after that. So far in the season, he has .7 war with eight home runs, a .249 batting average, a .741 OPS, and a 100 OPS plus. So he's not quite top five positional player yet, but he's a top five home run hitter, as we saw from that home run derby. He's he, fucking quite able to mash the ball. He debuted uh, April 26th. Okay, so I was off by fucking four and five days. Um, but close enough. I mean, there's still time left. I wouldn't write him out. He could very easily, and I still think he will be a very, very good player over the uh, next course of the year. But I think top five position player is a bit of a stretch. What do you think his war is right now? Uh, it was point seven at the All Star break. I'm it's assuming. now point five. Oh, that's. What do you think his OPS ideal. plus is? Uh, eighty nine. Because I yeah. saw it the other day. It's it That's still eighty nine. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Um, He's had a bit of a slump. Gio Urshela, I believe, is worth more and hitting better than him. But would you trade Gio Urshela for uh, Vlad Guerrero if you were the Blue Jays? No. But that's yeah. because Gio Urshela is also like 29 and Guerrero is 20. Really? Yeah. Is he really? What if they were the same age? Just like. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm not going to. Yeah. I would keep Vlad Guerrero because he has way more. He's a ceiling we are seeing Gio Urshela's ceiling, ceiling and yeah. we're seeing what's likely to be Guerrero's floor. Fair enough. Um, I, since it's only a this year prediction, true. That's I just fair. say, yeah, Guerrero's got way too far to go. Uh, what about just for this year? Just for this year, I would take Urshela. Okay. His glove is f after enduring so and Duhar last season. Crazy. After enduring Miguel and Duhar last year. <laughs> I am so relieved. It's awe inspiring, right? <laughs> oh my god. 
Who'd have thought third base could be so much fun? <laughs> well, Matt Chapman. Yeah, I was gonna say the the A's and the Rockies. Um, but yeah, uh, just reference Urshela has nine point nine WAR in the season and a one sixteen OPS plus. Good for him. Um, although his career his career WAR is negative point two, which just shows how amazing he's been this season. Yeah, it's been nice. Um, but yeah, for if it was for just this year, I. Yes, I would take Urshela, only because of the, how disparate their performance has been. But yeah. it's obviously a trade you'd never make because, like I said, Urshela is uh, sorry twenty seven. I feel like I would genuinely take Guerrero, just because I feel like he could easily have a breakout, literally any day now, and become the kind of player everyone was expecting him to be right out of the gates. And I think that would be... I feel like the difference between him and Urshela isn't as wild as it would be. Like, I feel like the risk is worth it. I'm going to ask you... This This is in no way to put you down. I think this is just interesting. Um, oh, I who's got, who's got the higher batting average? Oh, Ur- Urshela. Yeah, it's a 240 to um, uh, 301, although it just went up after the Yankees game we're watching right now. Oh, for sure. Who has the higher on base percentage? Um, I'd probably still say Urshela. Uh, Guerrero has a 316. Urshela has a 350 on the season. Who has a higher slugging? I'd probably say Vlad. No. Really? Yeah, Vlad's slugging 390. Look, by all and, means. Uh, Urshela is slugging 470. That's fucking wild. That's what I'm saying. This wasn't meant to put you down. I'm genuinely surprised by this. By all means. Urshela is <laughs> playing much better right now. I'm just saying... The hope that he breaks out any day might be worth it in my mind. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Give let's, me your next one. Let's move on. So number three for me was the Orioles somehow win less than 47 games. At the All-Star break, they were on pace to win 49. So while that wasn't quite on, like on uh, set to win, to be a winning bet, it's close enough where I still think this is a toss-up. The Orioles could very easily sell all of their good players before the deadline and just bottom out the second half of the year. Oh, uh, they ought to get rid of Kashner. Yeah. Uh, do you actually... Let me actually pull this up. What? Uh, to see what their pace would be uh, right now. Right now, they're 29 and 66. So, I guess they would finish somewhere around 55 wins if that was to hold up. 66, 95 games, 29 divided by 95... Times 162. They're on a 49.5 win pace. So, same place they were. Um, yeah, that's close. Yeah, close enough where I'm just going to say it's a toss-up. Number four. This one makes me very sad. The Indians have all five starting pitchers yeah. record 200 <laughs> strikeouts. So, this was Kluber, Bauer, Carrasco, Clevenger, and Bieber. And I had a note here when we did this originally that the only thing holding them back would be health. And oh my fucking God, none of them are healthy. Yeah. Corey Kluber had 38 outs on the season in 35.2 innings pitched, which would put him on pace for 216 uh, outs over 200 innings pitched. But he broke his forearm, so he's not going to make this. Uh, Bauer had 149 outs over 130. 132 innings pitched, which would put him on pace for 226, which 
I'm still very confident Bauer will finish out the season and beat this. He currently, as of recording this, has 160. So He's very much ahead yeah, of me now. Yeah. Um, Carrasco, saddest one of all, 79 <laughs> outs and 65 innings pitched. Put him on pace for 243 outs per 200 innings pitched. Just fucking kills you, doesn't it? Yeah, of course. <sighs> um, we now know that he was diagnosed with leukemia this year. He's still hoping to come back at some point this season, but... With if something if like he that, fucking does, man, yeah, that would be that incredible. stadium's going to be packed I out. I would the drive. Ass. I would drive to Cleveland and buy a hundred dollar ticket just to oh, see him come back. And God, touch. I know, man. Uh, that I really hope he does in one for like as a fan getting to see that moment, mm-hmm. and also for him, that would mean the oh, world. God, I yeah. mean, how do you not fucking root for Cookie? He's such a lovable guy. I know, I man. I love him so much. His nickname is Cookie. I I want him. I wish him all the best. I hope he comes back to full health and full pitching status and just kills it. Um, love you, Cookie. I uh, you know that's all I really got to say about that. Um, next on the list, Mike Clevenger had 40 outs in 24.1 innings pitched, which was on pace for 332 outs over 200 innings. Um, but of course, he hurt his back. Uh, he's back now, but he's not going to be hitting 200 um, innings pitched this year, so he's not going to be getting 200 outs. Um, sucks, but it is what it is. And then, of course, Shane Bieber, who has been healthy, 141 outs over 112 innings pitched, which would put him on a 252 strikeout pace. So bauer and bieber the two b's they are still on pace to do it because they've been the only two healthy the other three not so much so this one's a swing and a miss like chris davis for me all right all right so this one this one's going to be a long one just because there's a lot of numbers involved and a couple different ways of looking at it number five the yankees bullpen have a cumulative sub okay I don't think this was a proper English sentence, but whatever. The Yankees bullpen have a cumulative sub 2.5 ERA. That's that's a fine sentence. So, it's a great sentence. You're <laughs> screaming from the rooftops. If we look at the full bullpen, screaming from Dykeman, Aroldis Chapman, Adam Ottavino, Zach Britton, Tommy Kale, Conley, Canley, Canley. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't look right. Luis Cessna, Nestor Cortez Jr., and Chad Green. I can give you all the numbers, but I'm not going to just because there's a there's a lot here on this spreadsheet. They'd have a weighted ERA of a 3.4, okay, which would not be it. But if we brought this down to basically the top guys of Aroldis Chapman, Adam Adovino, Zach Britton, and Tommy Canley, they have a total weighted ERA of a 2.28. Um, if we have Chad Green, since he's decided to be a good pitcher again, this would be even lower. Um, but I didn't want to dig through his game logs to determine, you know, I didn't want to nitpick this. And just uh, since J- Chad Green came back from tr- uh, Scranton, I believe he has a like a .6 ERA. Yeah, he's been phenomenal. And an interesting fact, in games, for the Yankees, in games in which um, Ottavino, Chapman, Canley, and Britton all pitch... Uh, they are undefeated. Oh, I'd believe it. They've been unstoppable. Yeah. Um, both Chapman and Ottavino have a 1.82 ERA or lower, and they've just been killing it this year. 
Green has a point six, like you said. So I may cherry pick this at the end of the year and just say fuck Luis Cessna and Nestor Cortez Jr. You keep adding ends to people's name that aren't there. Do I? Cessa. Cessa. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cessna is a word I know, so I just said Cessna. <laughs> um, but fuck it. Did uh, he just hit a home run? Big Dick Hicks. It did indeed hit a home run. Nice. Um, so yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Moving on, number six, the Padres look like a contending team by August, but miss out on playoffs due to early season struggles. The inverse. Exactly. Yeah. At the all-star break, I wrote kind of question mark because they weren't looking great. They didn't have early season struggles, but they looked like they were in a prime position to excel and actually they were just, they were kind of there. Um, a week later, they are very much not in position to do that. Last Firmly place in the division. in the division. Yeah. Um, so, fuck. Fucking, fuck the dads, dude. Fuck, hear that, folks? Fuck your dads. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, number seven. Shohai Otane. Big Fly Otani-san records 30-plus home runs and leads the league in OPS. So, let me just bring this up to see what the OPS, uh, where he stands on OPS right now. Um, OPS. Let's do OPS plus. Fucking Christ. You guys are the worst. I hate you all. Let's find Otani. You know what? Fuck it. I have the numbers (laughs) here. I'm not going to deal with this. So, at the All-Star break, in 198 at-bats, Shohai Big Fly Otane-san had 14 home runs, an OPS of 924, an OPS plus of 142, and that would rank him 16th overall in the league. So, somewhat on pace for the 30 home runs, easily could break that the second half of the year, uh, especially since he started off somewhat cold and didn't really find his groove as you would expect for a guy coming back from uh tommy john surgery i'm not entirely sure he's going to lead the league in ops uh because he plays with mike trout but at the same time i don't think it's the most far out thing to say that he could come back and really excel the second half of the year so we'll give this one a solid maybe i i I definitely give you partial credit on this yeah um, I'll take that because partial credit is necessary. Uh, number eight, Walker Bueller surpasses Clayton Kershaw as the Dodgers' most dominant pitcher and starts game one of the NLDS. I will take more partial credit on this because while Clayton Kershaw has been surpassed as um, the most dominant pitcher on the Dodgers, it wasn't Walker Bueller. It was Hinjin Ryu. Actually, now that I look at my stats that I made here at my little table... Both Walker Bueller and Hinjin Roo have surpassed Clayton Kershaw this year. Um, yeah, Hinjin Roo, we don't really n- need to dig deep in his stats, but he has been truly phenomenal this year. Um, and he's actually been extremely close numbers-wise to Walker Bueller in absolutely everything but ERA. Uh, Walker Bueller actually has a lower FIP than Hinjin Roo. Um, but for some reason, his ERA is like... No, he doesn't. Walker he, did Bueller, it, he did at the All-Star break. Ah, uh, damn it. Uh, okay, yeah. Bueller had a 2.84, while Hinjin Roo had a 2.88. Uh, uh, right now, uh, Hinjin Roo has a 2.84, while Walker Bueller has a 3.1. Okay. Actually, also at this point in time, Clayton Kershaw has a better ERA than Walker Bueller. 
He did at the All Star break too. That's right, baby. Kershaw, don't die. He doesn't die. Um, he's been so wildly consistent. Um, As we talked about last episode. Yeah, exactly. Regardless, Walker Buehler is not the most dominant Dodgers pitchers right now. It's Hinjin Ryu. But who so. the fuck would have called this at age thirty-two? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, uh, who would have thought Hinjin Ryu would have, you know, had the fucking season of his life? Who thought he would have played the entire season so far? Uh, not me. Number nine, Matt Chapman leads the MLB in WAR with ten and a half and wins MVP. Right now, he's on pace for 8.6 WAR, which is good for fourth in all of major leagues, behind Cody Bellinger's 6.6, Mike Trout's 5.9, and Christian Yelich's 4.9. Um, again, not I don't want to give myself partial credit because I didn't really win on any part of this, but Matt Chapman, we fucking love you, man, and you are so fucking good at baseball. He's trying. <laughs> How do you feel about... Uh, Cody Bellinger being on pace for 13.2 war. Uh, I don't think he'll do it. You don't think he'll uh, match those standards? You think he'll fall off a little bit? Yeah. It's it's the same thing when, like, do you know how many fucking uh, piece, like, like, uh, articles I had to fucking sift through after him hitting 400 for one month? It was one fucking, like, don't get me wrong. Hitting 400 for literally any stretch of time. Oh, for sure. For one game is an accomplishment. But the number of pieces I saw written about, could he do it? Could he be the first player to give 400 a chase since Tony Gwynn in 96, 94? No. It's been one month. He's seen like one-sixth of the plate appearances look at all fucking season. Now he's only halfway there. Like yeah, pretty fucking great. That's what I'm saying. Like, let's see who the- a 13 WAR pace is ridiculous, and I'm not saying he can't do it, but I'm not going to sit here and say that. Yeah, he's going to post the first 13 WAR season since I guess Barry fucking Bonds. Yeah. Who um, do you think based off half the season. In, uh, batting average right now. Um, is it uh, Jeff McNeil? It is. Yeah. With a 345. Cody Bellinger is second with 336. Um, Brian Reynolds they have at ninth despite having a 340 batting average yeah there's a lot of really high batting averages this i know season. but like i don't know why he's so far down the list if he's batting 340 who's above him on the list a lot of people that have less than 340 like he should be let second. me see so those there's asterisks though i know i don't know what they mean though um I don't uh, know a either. double asterisk by the stats value. He just doesn't have enough plate appearances. I was going to say, yeah, maybe he's just not qualified. Yeah. But it's Brian Reynolds of the Pittsburgh Pirates. There you go. Love him. All right. Uh, I think I still have one more. Yeah, Chris Davis. Oh, yeah. Chris Davis hits for 247 for the fifth consecutive year. At the All-Star break, Chris Davis was hitting 243, which I think was good enough for him to say he could come back from uh, pretty easily. Do you know what it is right now? 232. Why, why are you looking ahead, man? Why are you looking ahead? Why do you do this to me? This is what I do. Yeah, fair enough. He is batting 232 right now. Um, and dropping 11 points in a week is really fucking scary. His OPS plus right now? 92. That's not great. That's not bad. No. And but Chris Davis has always great. been a second half summer league slugger not summer league but summer i know slugger. what you meant yeah yeah, yeah. warm um, weather hitter right so we'll see how this goes but 
uh, not the most ideal position right now. So I think out of all of these, I think I got like partial credit on like two of them. Give the yourself Yankees, a grade. The Yankees won. Um, the Orioles won. I think I gave myself partial credit. So if I had to give myself a grade, I'd give it like a C minus D plus just because if it was a percentage grade, I would be far and away failing this class and I should drop out of school. But the fact that these are bold predictions that, you know, we didn't expect to get most of these right, I think I did a pretty decent job. Yeah, no, I don't think this is... This is this is bold predictions from the beginning of the season. None of this is expected to be good. Right, exactly. <laughs> All right, you ready for mine? Yes, I am. <laughs> okay. The Yankees break the home run record again. Yep. This is not going to happen. No? I don't, I don't think so. Um... The home run record that they met set, Jesus, uh, last year was, I believe, 267. Um, team home run record. I really should have done this earlier, but I had work today. Yeah, 267. The Yankees as a team this season, I have this up. I just need to figure out which tab it is because I have so fucking many. The Yankees as a team this season have hit 157. So they would need 110 more to tie it. Um, in the next 70 games, thereabouts. That's that's a lot. That's, that's a, a lot. lot. That's that's a almost. It's actually almost exactly a little bit higher than a, a home run and a half per, per game. game. And now, Possible. sure, yeah, doable, especially when you yeah. play in a, in a smaller ballpark like the Yankees do, when and they have a ton have of home run the hitters. Kind of players that they have coming back healthy. But that and that's the other thing is that the Yankees have have scored a bunch of runs this season, but as compared to like the last. Two seasons, uh, it hasn't come so much off the long ball. A lot of it's come off of um, getting hits, all, um, like singles, with runners in scoring position from the likes of DJ LeMahieu and uh, Giovanni Urshela and uh, Gleyber Torres, who does have a good number of home runs in his own right, but not it's, known for it. Yeah, um, like you know, Judge missed a, l- a lot of time. Uh, Joe Carlos Stanton has played a cumulative like five games. Yeah, seriously. Uh, um, Man, Duhar's out all season. Like we're missing a lot of dudes. Uh, Aaron Hicks missed the first like two months. Didi Gregorius missed the first like You're missing three, your big four months. Hitters. Yeah, so it's like yeah, sure. I could sit here and tell you it's possible because yeah. they're not like out of it, but for all intents and purposes. It doesn't look like the surefire pick that this was. I felt so lame for making this pick because I thought it was such a given, mm-hmm. and then everyone got hurt. Those are the bold predictions, man. Yeah, yeah. It really goes to show that no no prediction safe. No <laughs> prediction is safe. So um, I, I'm, I'm not willing to, again, I'm not willing to rule it out, but it's not looking good. Baltimore shows the biggest improvement in uh, by record. So no. No. <laughs> they have won 29 games. They um they show signs of life here and there, but they really. those are few and far between. They're not having a great season, which I don't think that they would, but they won 47 games last season. Honestly though, if they if they finish at like 55 and win eight more games than they did last season, that's a lot. An oh, eight game sure. swing. So I'll I'll hold on hope that they finish on the on the high end of that. You know, like if if they even sniff 60 then this could still happen that's asking a lot of a very bad team how many games did the twins win last year i don't know 
I could let me look it up. I feel like they are in line to be like the biggest improved, most improved team. Uh, they actually very well could be because yeah, they're killing it this year. Although they have slowed down a bit, they won seventy eight last season. They could easily win ninety five games this year. Maybe not easily, but they they could win. You know. Was there an end to that sentence? Uh, yeah, I started looking up the Twins' record. They're fifty eight and thirty six. Okay, so they. So they're tw- win they're twenty like wins shy. Yeah. Twenty wins shy of tying their record from last season. Which is uh, not much. No, the, 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 they will they will definitely get it. Yeah, although they've uh, they have cooled off quite a bit since their their very hot first half. But yeah, they'll they'll probably get it too. So um, I'll say that I was. It's not looking good for prediction number two from Josh no, so far. Right. Oh for two. Ah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say half. I'm saying I got half out of two there. All right, that's point five over two, or I guess um one over four if we want to go funny. like that. Uh, no Cleveland pitcher finishes top five in Cy Young voting, and I'm feeling pretty damn good about this one. I uh, don't know I, about that. Bauer's the only one that thinks got a shot. I think Bieber does too. I don't think he does. Top five in the AL. In the AL, I think the AL is gonna not be as thick of a race as you think it's gonna be. I th- I I don't think he would be top five. I would not give you points for this currently. Oh, I absolutely would. Really? All right, pull up. Uh, let me pull up Trevor Bauer's numbers. We'll argue. Uh, Bieber on another. Day. I should have. I should have all of them up. I have the entire. Yeah, Bauer right now is a three point six five ERA and one hundred and thirty eight oh, innings shit. pitched, um, oh, oh, with one hundred and sixty strikeouts. That ERA better come down. I mean, he's got a good whip. He's got under a one point two whip. Um, my computer froze. Okay, thank you. Um, God, I have ten thousand fucking tabs open right now. I mean, his. Um, he his is also is rocking a. Where's your wins above replacement this season, Trevor Bauer? I guess it's not on this it's page. It's right here. He has a two point one. All right, that's not that's not bad. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say he's not going to finish top five right now. Um, but we'll see. Going that, that by war scares me. The top five pitchers in the American League in order are Lance Lynn, which is still just mind blowing. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Morton, Garrett Cole, Lucas Giolito, and actually Shane Bieber right there. Woohoo! Yeah, he's currently sitting at number five. Um, Mike Miner fell. Oh, I guess I've only been looking at uh, Baseball Reference War, whereas now I'm looking at Fangraphs War. Um, also yeah, up in, up there are uh, Matthew more. Boyd, Jose Barrios, Mike Miner, Chris Sale, um, and Justin Verlander all the way down there. So I would say if um, I'm a voter, uh, Lance Lynn, even though he leads in war, I don't think would get would get a, a top five finish just because he I hasn't done it that. in exactly a graceful way. No one. I generally don't know how they get this. It must I, yeah, be. I don't. I don't know how that works. Yeah, his ERA is three point eight seven. That's fucking. Um, wild. But I would say Charlie Morton. I'd say Garrett Cole. I would say uh, 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 Justin Verlander and um, Matt Boyd. I would all put ahead of Bieber in terms of finish. I wouldn't put Giolito there. 
because um, I think his ERA is probably a bit too high for it, even though I just picked Matt Boyd, who has a higher one. But the Tigers need something to root for, and maybe Jose Barrios. But regardless, I th- I think that there is a decent shot that this – a better – I think there's a better chance of this happening than my Yankees breaking the home run prediction happening. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. I think that's fair. Unless Carlos Carrasco comes back tomorrow and doesn't let up a single earned run over the rest of the season. Okay, I would love that. If that's how yeah. I ended up being wrong, I would take that take every it, take it single day. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Eric Hosmer gets traded to a contender. I feel good about this one, too. Yeah, especially with how much the dads really just started chugging dong. Yeah, and they're going to want to call up some um, some more rookies if they don't end up performing to a playoff pace. And I bet somewhere out there, someone's going to want a power-hitting first baseman even though he might be on his last legs, and guess Is what? P- getting paid a shit ton of money. Um, I'm. I would be willing to say that the dads would retain a, a some amount of it since they don't need prospects. That's fair. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I actually feel pretty good about this one. And I believe I said during our initial episode of this, it'll be because the dads are not contending because of early season struggles or something to that effect or whatever I said. But yeah, I I'm feeling okay about this one. Juan Soto hits fewer than thirty home runs. Um, I don't. I don't know how I feel about this one. Honestly, I I haven't been watching. I, I haven't heard a lot of once. It's tough because I don't watch the National League ever. I, I follow him just because he's on my fantasy team. He's on pace to have more than thirty home runs. Yeah, as of right now, he has seventeen. So this is actually going to be kind of close. Yeah, um, he is on pace to have more than that. Uh, more more than thirty, but I mean, we're talking about he's on pace to have like thirty one or thirty two. Right. So it's not like he's got twenty twenty five and he's going to to get it. Um. I I feel uneasy. It could happen. I'll say there's a like a forty percent chance it happens. Like it's not. It's less than less than fifty. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Okay. All right. So I'm not. I'm not. I'm not all the way there yet. Um. Despite additions, Pittsburgh still finished with a better record than Cincinnati. I forgot to make this prediction. That's still good. I think they still have. A, I think they currently are really close, though. It it's not, it's not a good close, but yeah, it's close. It's not like they're close because they're both you know. Pittsburgh currently has forty five wins to Cincinnati's forty three. They both have fifty losses. Yeah, I they both fucking suck. <laughs> well, no, no, they're the uh, they're not. Awful, honestly, considering that whole division is just so tight. I mean, you, Cincinnati's in last place. They're seven point five. Not watched the Pirates at all since the All Star break. They are god awful. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, like, like you know, they're only six and a half games out of um, first place in their division, which yeah. is about the same as Tampa Bay. That just says how tough that that division is, or just how bad that division is. No, that division is very good. They just have to play each other a lot. Mm. That division is very good. I'll agree to disagree. But regardless, I feel very good about this prediction. I forgot I made this one. That's a good one. <laughs> wow. I love I'm... how you surprised yourself. Force <laughs> crack. I love how you surprised yourself with a prediction you made months ago. Yeah, yeah. I feel good about that, baby. Um, oh, my God. Oh, uh, my next one. Okay, I feel I can feel good about this one. A, l- a little bit. Not great. Cubs win 100 games. I think they are on pace to win 100 games. Are they really? They have um, 52 wins right now, so I think they're on pace for like maybe like 98, 99. So they're they have a 542 win percentage, 5.542 times 162, 87. Wait, is that really it? Yeah. 
Yeah, 88. Damn. Not quite, Josh. Not quite. I keep forgetting that we're not doing this at the All-Star break, and we're doing this yeah. like a week and a half after the All-Star break. It's only been like five games, four or five games. Oh, it's been more than that. The All-Star game was over a week ago. All-Star game was last. Pirates only played five games. Oh, days off. I always forget about days off. Yeah. It's funny, though, because like five games is enough to move your win percent enough to doesn't make this. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. the Pirates have gone one and four, so oh, not good. Ooh, that is not good. But bro, Chicago's been hot. Um, they're seven and three in the last ten. So they had um, some early season struggles where they were kind of like second or third behind uh, Milwaukee and St. Louis, and St. Louis has cooled off precipitously. Milwaukee's been around five hundred, but that's again in part because I just think that those top three are such tough teams. In addition to the other tough teams that are at the top of each NL division. So I think that that Chicago, while apparently it's not as close as I thought it might be. I, I think that they have an outside shot. I'll say under 10%, though. Yeah, not that much. Not that high at all. Ooh, I don't feel good about this next one. Phillies win 90-plus games, but Yeesh. miss the playoffs. So I feel good about that one. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Let me I, see. Uh, Philly currently has a 50-47 and 47 record, so they would need to win uh, out of the remaining, so that's 90 Seven games, so that means that they have uh, sixty-six games left. So they need to win. They need to go forty and twenty-three for this to happen, at least. And um, yeah. that is not going they to happen. Are currently on pace for eighty-three wins. Yeah. So I'll give myself half credit, but not a really shitty half credit, right? Because part of this was contingent upon the impressive nature of them winning ninety-plus games. Which yeah, it's like they they. Missed the playoffs despite their record, not because of their record. Yeah, exactly. I think I said that the Mets are going to finish ahead of them. <laughs> which, Oof. apparently, the Nationals are. Which, yeah. who would have fucking Nationals predicted that? Nationals have been that? really good lately. Shockingly. Uh, let me actually pull up their record. Oh, I just... They're 50-44, and 44, so they are still six and a half games back in that division. Yeah. Despite having 50 wins. Exactly the number of games that Pittsburgh's back. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, but Washington is second in their division. Meanwhile, Pittsburgh is fourth. You know, I say games back. You know, that's what it's about. Yeah, you're not wrong. Oh, I feel great about this one. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Nathan Eovaldi pitches fewer than 120 innings. <laughs> I feel like that shouldn't have been a bold prediction. Yo, I I picked it because everyone, um, especially Sox um, fans and analysts, but a bunch of people were saying how um he's going to be a workhorse for boston next season like he's got such a grit mentality he's gonna blah 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 how many innings do you think he's pitched uh like 30 21 yeah 21 innings pitched this season i feel fin- I, let me put it this way this is true he's not pitching 100 innings in the next 40 games no this not. Uh, this this prediction you for me already can has, have a green yeah, check just, mark this, there. this prediction for me has officially come true <laughs> So, <laughs> all right. I feel great about that. You are the only one out of the two of us to actually officially have one correct so far. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That feels great. Imagine if he did come back and just pitched like three complete games and all five innings. start outings. sweating. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <fuck> off. <laughs> How great would that be, though? Not. Not great at all. I want to look. Up now, like what's the most? What man has the most complete games of under nine innings? 
I feel like that would be interesting if like someone had like a few of them, you know. We could do like a full two minute episode on that. Oh, we for sure that that could definitely be a fun side note as I as I tend to throw in from time to time. Uh, my last one, I also feel not good about that. Jordan Hicks will finish top ten in Cy Young voting. Um, he currently has who a is, who is it? What pitcher? Jordan Hicks. Okay. He currently has a. 3.14 ERA, which is down from last season, which is, you know, progress. Uh, 136 uh, ERA plus. A 3.22 FIP, which is also better than it was last season. His whip is down from last season. Home runs per nine is lower. Um, his walk rate is down. His strikeouts are up. So it's all trending the right way. Like, it's all moving in a very, mm-hmm. um, in the right direction. I'm not sure that just because I wasn't expecting the NL to be this fucking tight. I don't think he'll finish top ten. Jordan Hicks. Jordan Hicks. You mean the guy who tore his UCL and had oh, Tommy fuck, John surgery? That's right, he had Tommy John. <laughs> Hasn't played Shit. in like a month. Oh my god, I forgot. <laughs> I was waiting on that to like see if you would pick up on it. Oh, like, that's right. Yeah, no, it says right there, the player season. injury elbow. Jordan Hicks has been shifted <laughs> to the 860-day injured list. Wow, I missed it entirely. <laughs> Okay, so this one's objectively false. Yeah. yeah. No, that one is immediately incorrect. So I have one red X and I have one <laughs> green check mark so far. So I'm doing okay. <laughs> How would you rate my predictions? Um, better than mine, but not by much. I was thinking like solid C. Yeah. Maybe a C plus. Is that really all 10 of yours already? Yeah, that's all yeah, 10. Yeah, wow, we flew through that. Yeah, yeah, we did. Uh do you have any actually it's been like an hour okay yeah yeah do you have any uh last minute predictions anything else that you've been seeing that you think would be a fun tack on here um i think the pirates sell more prospects for um old veterans that aren't good at baseball grit yeah for their grit um and then further cement my depression uh let's see what else i think chris paddock uh the I think the only thing holding back Chris Paddock from a Cy Young at the end of the year is innings pitched. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. Yeah, um, because he's fucking dragging his balls across the major leagues. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I have much else going on with that. I think the Dodgers are gonna get to their third consecutive World Series and, and then lose, lose to the AL yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't How? think. If you predicted that at the beginning of the season, I would have been like, well, that's not a bold prediction at all, Josh. That's going to happen. Yeah, this is just fucking like like Washington teams making a first-round exit. It is just the way it goes. Oh, God, that would be fucking hilarious. Um, Would you say it's a bold prediction for Boston to not make the playoffs at the Currently? beginning of the season? At, at the beginning, the beginning, of, the beginning of the season, yeah. I was saying, yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah, um, that would have been a great one. I wanted to have one of my... I think at one point one of my predictions was like they would win less than like ninety games. 90 yeah, games. you did have that. Yeah, and then I was like, "Nah, I'll take that out for something a little more fun." I think you talked me out of I, it. I, yeah, I think I was just say I think I made fun of you for that. Oh, you absolutely did. Yeah, and now it's like they seriously, seriously might not probably win ninety won't. games. They probably won't. Yeah, because I, th- I think they have like fifty some odd. Like I think they I don't, just I think hit they fifty have wins. 50 win- I think, I think they, they have just 50. hit fifty wins. Like recently, they have, they're fifty three and forty four. Fuck. Is it too late to change my predictions from three months ago? So they would have to, in order to get 90 um, out of the remaining um, 60, also 67 games, they would have to win um, 
37 of those. So they go seven of 67. Out of yeah, yeah, they could. Not terrible, yeah. They could. They, they could actually very reasonably do that, um, especially if they are buying more players than Andrew Kashner. As I say, now they got Andrew Kashner. I mean, they're they're going honestly. Tear Andrew Kashner might hurt their odds of winning that. Yeah, he de- he definitely will hurt their odds. Oh God! Uh, like, I will never admit that I am not good at. Like, I don't understand baseball to the fullest extent. But I do understand that Andrew Kashner is a bad pitcher, and I don't know what the fuck the Red Sox are doing. Who else do they have? That's, that's Boston's problem, though. They don't have anything. They have they no pitcher. They have no chips. No, no, they have no pitching. Right, but like they have yeah. no oh, chips and they, to yeah, yeah, buy anything. Yeah, 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 they yeah, have like, no. Pit, they have no one else to get uh, sell. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Sell Chris Sale. That's honestly the best bargaining chip they probably have. And even then, he's had such a down year. You yeah. have to sell him at a loss. Yeah. Oh yeah. Imagine they trade him to the White Sox. <laughs> I think he would literally retire before he goes back to play for the White He'd Sox. He'd snip up all those jerseys again? Yeah, trade him for uh, Yoan Moncada and Michael Kopech. How about no? <laughs> we'll give you uh, one lightly used... Uh, oh, I was just obviously Al Garcia, we'll but he's not there anymore. Wellington Castillo? Um, Does he play for the White Sox this year? Dude, I don't even know. Uh, do they still have John Jay? <laughs> I'm actually gonna look up Wellington Castillo. Doesn't that sound like 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 a dish at a at a at a steakhouse? Wellington Castillo. Yeah, can oh, I can absolutely. I please order the Wellington Castillo? Can I have the beef Wellington Castillo, please? Yeah, we should come up with a he menu. Does still play for the White Sox. Yeah. A menu uh, uh, made entirely out of baseball names. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Can we make an episode where we are? That'd making... be hilarious. I will have the Mike Trout, please. Yeah, the that sounds Castillo. so there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, can I have a We're side a of Chris I, Sale this evening? <laughs> can we have a side of the Cody Bellinger peppers? Bell peppers. Okay, that's okay. a stretch, but I'll take it. A little bit there, a little bit of a stretch. Uh, I'll, I'll let it rock. Josh fucking Bell. Can we have the Josh Bell peppers <laughs> that's instead? So much better. Oh god damn it! I'm oh, really yeah. happy I didn't like. We didn't finish the episode before I realized that. Because I would have on like the drive home, and I've been like, "You fucking dumbass piece of shit, get your shit together, <laughs> put it in the bag, put it in the shit museum, get it together." Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any other yeah. clothing shop? Clothing shop. Clothing closing <laughs> thoughts. Nah, man, not really. It's, I mean, what's funny is that like some of these for us were bold at the start of the season. Like we even us, you know, yeah. we were thinking about like I said with with the Yankee home run record one. Like some of these felt like fucking locks. I'm sure I gave shit to you for like seriously. You're gonna pick the Yankees to hit home runs this year? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, come on. Yeah. But, and here we are. Yeah, I mean, fucking go figure, man. This shit's unpredictable. It'll be uh, it'll be an interesting second half of the season. I look forward to revisiting this when it closes. But uh, yeah, yeah, this was a uh, this is a fun update. Close this out. All right. If you want to follow the show on Instagram, you can do so via um, no, not Instagram, our Twitter. Jesus, what social media platforms do we have? If you want to follow know. us via Twitter, you can do so at Juicing Pod. You want to hit us up via email, you can do so at Juicing the Numbers at gmail.com. And if you want to Check out the show notes for this this episode or all previous episodes like I did today. You can do so at <laughs> juicingthenumbers.wixsite.com slash website. And until Thursday, y'all have a good one. Bye.